So that's a little on the edge, but I mean, it's a fact. Look, if you're if you call yourself a marketplace, the, the term for that is obviously GMB. But your cut, your rake is you're doing about you're almost at a million dollar rake run rate. Yeah, you're exactly right. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Chad Ingram. He's had two successful exits. His last one was called Jump, a customer engagement application acquired by reputation.com. He quit school during his final semester to become an entrepreneur and he's never looked back. He's the founder and CEO today of a company called distro.io. He's got two kids and an incredible wife. He's an off-road race car driver and loves to solve problems using technology. Chad, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So So are you a software engineer by, by trade or no? No, so when I when I quit school, I immediately started teaching myself um, time YouTubing and just buying books and uh, quickly learned like though I could do it, I was slow and it just wasn't for me. So I hired <laughs> so I hired developers. Interesting. So what is Distro and what are people paying paying you for? Yeah, so Distro is essentially a, a marketplace for. Um, for American tech companies, now American tech companies to, to hire qualified uh, software developers around the globe and to be able to pay them. So Distro itself is a marketplace where you can find and hire. And um, our technology is really based around uh, the payment infrastructure to be able to issue payments to other, um, other countries. Okay. T- so tell me, give me an example of a customer using you and how they might issue payments to other yeah, companies. So let's say a customer is a, you know, VC backed uh, tech company and they've got, you know, a team of 10 software developers and they're struggling to keep them. They're struggling to afford them. They're struggling to find anybody to apply here in the U S and so, but, but they also don't want to hire a dev shop. See, we're, we're the alternative to a dev shop. Um, so their only option is, you know, before distro is, is to go hire a dev shop. And so, um, but, you know, that comes with a lot of disadvantages, like, you know, uh, lack of control. You don't know who you're hiring. They're not, you know, they're not like in your team infrastructure. They don't really understand the purpose of the products they're building, things like that. And so anyway, um, let's say you want to hire five more developers. So you would be able to use distro and to, you know, do your own interviews and decide if a team member is the right team member for you. And once you make a hire, um, that hire is placed through distro. We don't have any like long-term agreements, just a user agreement. Um, and so you would you would simply hire five developers after you've interviewed them and found that they were a good fit for your team, and they work directly for you. And so and, we, and how do you guys make money in this model? So what we do is we take a rake off of the payroll number. So when a developer is introduced to one of our customers, they just see one you know, automated number to say like, all right, this is the cost of this developer. And then that's the all in cost. And so they don't have to worry about like a subscription fee or payroll taxes or anything like that. So they just say, all right, this is the, you know, the one person. And this person is, let's say 11,000 a month. And they've got... 15. Is that the average of the jobs you've placed? Is it about 11, a month, 11 grand a month? I would say, yeah, between 11 and 12, you know, depending on experience. So these are some very high quality people. You know, like we just recently had... Uh, you know, a, a tech startup that hired somebody uh, who was working for Coinbase, but through a dev shop. You know, mm-hmm. and so, so how, 
how much of that 11,000 will you keep? So we'll, we'll end up keeping it, it. It depends on the geography. So usually in more, more Asian countries in India, we can take a little bit more, but, but it really just depends on the geography, but we try to get to um, 25% generally. Okay. Okay. So you're taking about, you know, maximum 3k on an $11,000 a month person that's yeah. a developer, someone hired through the platform. Per developer per month. Correct. Per, on so, forever and perpetuity. Perpetuity. Yeah. That's a lot. So, so do people, do, I mean, so it kind of is a subscription fee in that sense that it doesn't end or do people only hire these developers for three months and they stop? Great question. So we only do long-term full-time work. So if your intention is to find somebody for two months to do a quick widget or something, then we're not a good fit. Um, you know, these developers are willing to leave because these are the, the these are incredibly high quality people. They're leaving a great career where they're working. Um, and, uh, you know, but they, they you know, solving for the developers, they really want to work directly with the tech company in the U.S. They don't want to go through a project manager, you know, in their country at a dev shop. They want to they want to learn from the CTO, you know. So how how many companies today do you actively have at least one developer, you know, inside of? I think we're eleven or twelve. So okay. right now. so 12. we started. So I we founded the company um, last fall, and okay. so we're less than a year out. And then we started selling like earlier this year, and okay. then it's going really well. So we just we're just a hair under two million of era currently. That's great. So let's just reverse into that math, right? So 12, 12 folks, how many live developers do you have right now into those 12 companies? Good question. So we are 25 or so, 25 or 26. Okay. And 25 so, or 26. Yeah. And so I guess you're, you're getting that run, right? Cause you're taking 26 times, you know, you know, 2,500 per each one, you're doing 60, $70,000 a month well, of revenue there. That would be, that would be top line. So that's the full marketplace charge. So like the full salaries and everything. So the way we recognize revenue is we take the whole thing in. Oh, well, that's GMV. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, cool. yeah, exactly. So that's a little on the edge, but I mean, it's a fact. Look, if you're if you call yourself a marketplace, the, the term for that is obviously GMB. But your cut, your rake is you're doing about you're almost at a million dollar rake run rate. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, so yeah, that's exactly right. It's just been kind of an interesting conversation with with some VCs that we started to meet with about you know how Gap plays into this. Like, do do we you know because we we don't escrow the whole money, we actually receive everything. And so because of that, technically we do have to, you know, recognize the whole thing, but then that plays on valuations. Like how does that mess with the valuation? If we look at yeah. the entire gross number, you know, as revenue versus the, the, the take on, on everything. So we'll see how it shakes out, you know, as we haven't raised institutions. Well, what, yet. what, what valuation numbers are, are, are folks throwing in front of you? Um, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if I should answer that question because we're in process right now. But um, well, it's only gotten worse over the past three months. It had, I mean, I'd be shocked well, if it's gotten I, better. You know, yes, but I would say it got the worst a month ago. Everyone was the most spooked a month ago. Right now, everyone's like, kind of, well, all right, the market has stopped really falling and we're just kind of sitting and waiting. And then most of the early stage investors are saying, well, it's affecting the late stage guys. It's not affecting us so much, but I will say this multiples are down. We all know that. So multiples are down. So, you know, I think that it's going to settle, you know, somewhere between 15 plus at this stage. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, how much is 15 million post post money? Uh, pre-money. Yeah. Pre-money. How much are you looking to raise? So um, that's a good question. So 
we think that three will get us to where we need to go. Um, we could definitely take a smaller number because, you know, a little bit more context. We're profitable right now. Um, so, you know, just how because, profitable, if you don't mind me asking, how much goes to the bottom yeah. line monthly? So, so we'll net, you know, 15 to 20,000 a month right now. A month. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, what, like, well, one of the advantages that we have is that we can utilize our own infrastructure, you know, to save money with a global team. And so, though we have a, you know, we've got a, you know, decent headcount here in the US for our size. And it's like five or six of us, you know, one, one person's part time. But um, then we also have team members also, you know, offshore, nearshore, you know, through distro. And so we can take advantage of those same economics. And so our payroll number is significantly lower than somebody else in, in our same, you know, phase. Mm-hmm. And so there's five of you full time today, though. Yeah. Yeah. In- well, in the US, and we have three. How many more. total? So there would be eight of us so far. Eight. Okay. Are you the sole founder? Are you in hundred percent? So I have two co-founders um, and uh, great co-founders. Last company I founded, I owned, I owned the whole thing initially, and that was a little stressful. I should have had co-founders. So um, we've got two great co-founders, CTO and a CEO. You split equity evenly or that you have a little more? No, I have more for sure. Okay. okay. <laughs> so you have more than both? Yeah. yeah. For sure. So I initially funded the company, you know, I, I brought them in after, you know, kind of developing the idea initially, but they're really great people. And, you know, both of them were kind of at that point where they're like, I need to go do something that I've got ownership of, as opposed to yeah. just joining the employment line. And they've done really well. They've been how, how much have you put in? Did you put in personally to the business? You don't mind me asking. So about 250 is what I okay. said. You know, so like, how did you get so rich? Like people are going to be wondering, where, well, where did I get all this money from originally? <laughs> for me. So I, yeah. I sold two companies prior to this. So, okay, there you go. Um, yeah. Racing isn't cheap either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So um, great lessons learned, you know, had, you know, yeah, it was great lessons learned, but I, I, you know, we sold right before the pandemic and then um, like was forced to just kind of be at home and it was like, all right, now we're going to be home with the family. So great. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. So then, you know, we got really, really bored and I was like, no, we got to do this again. And I had this idea because, you know, so much of my network, they're just struggling so bad. I mean, you know, talking to a friend who, who, um, well, this is actually one of my co-founders friend, but he's founder of another company and he had a, a senior software developer who wasn't even like crazy. He had like seven, eight years of experience. And he was making like 150 and he got picked up by Twitter for over 300 grand to work remotely in the same geography. Like how do you, you can't compete with that. Like there's really nothing you can do about that. And it's only getting worse. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations.
So, so how are you able to get those engineers just because you're going to India or Argentina or somewhere else? Yeah. So we're finding, so our first cohort of, of, you know, customers like earlier this year, you know, we, we suspected it was going to be more of a cost play. So we started going to, to India, at, you know, really seeding our database to get more applicants and developers. Um, but what we found is that it wasn't a money thing, um, though they're saving money. They were really concerned about, you know, just getting the right team members with the right experience and time zones. So we're finding that most of our customers right now are, and the ones who are in process to hire, because we have, we have more that haven't hired yet. Um, there's like another six or seven right now we're working with on that side. And um, they, they're focused on South America. So mm-hmm. we've, we've been really successful in South America, but it's more expensive for sure. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Interesting. I, what I'm trying to figure out is like the way you described the business, like part, your part remote.com, which we use that's for managing our whole team in yep. different, in any country around the world, or but they don't help us hire. Yeah. But they don't help us hire and find engineering talents. Like the other side of your business is like part recruiting firm effectively. And I assume you do onboarding and tests and you do like ERP related stuff yep. or, or like applicant tracking systems. Sorry, sorry stuff. Right. Kind of like, so our product is going, is, is getting like, we haven't, we're in process to build some of that. So there's some like ATS, like basic features, but we're not wanting to build like a full CRM for that. Like it's, we're trying to keep it as essential and simple as possible. Like we don't want to chase a lot of different product, you know, themes. And so, you know, for us, like, it's like, all right, nail the complication of hiring somebody, like getting an offer, onboarding, that sort of thing, like nail that and also nail the payments. You know, um, but certainly you could go to deal or remote or something and try and do that if you knew how to gather the right candidates and assess them and and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a strange question here. I'm going to see how how courageous you are if you want to play ball or not. Tell me how someone would go around you. If someone wants to use your playbook for finding engineers in Argentina, right, what would they do? Honestly, their only option right now is to go is to go to either Fiverr or Upwork and then try and circumvent them. But that's what you're doing. No, that's not what we do. How do you do it? (laughs) So we we've we've figured out a pretty awesome way to hire in country uh, native recruiters. And so, so who I didn't give you in our headcount, you know, so so. We're much more successful in doing that um, than us. Like, okay, so one of our competitors, um, they they started out right before the pandemic. They grew through the pandemic, which was you know great for them. You know, really lucky time. Um, but but they've really focused on on a different aspect of technology. They've focused on more the assessment side, and they're doing that because they are spending their way through you know, marketing, digital marketing, you know, AdWords, Facebook, whatever to, to gather applicants. But the problem is, is that only the less qualified people are applying. The really qualified people are happy where they are. They're being recruited, right? So So Chad, how do you find that rockstar recruiter in Argentina who's going to go find the best engineers? How are you finding the recruiter? So through, through our recruiters currently. And so, so we have, we have a small team of recruiters that, that are able to do it natively. The problem is, is if I was to do it here in the U S and they see that I'm in the Yeah. US, yeah. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. How did you get the first one in Argentina? So your answer to my question was, well, we already have a network and they bring in other recruiters, but how did you get the first one? I can just use Argentina as an example or India, whatever you want to use. I don't know if I want to share. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if you would play ball for this. No, it's okay. It's okay. But, but the funny thing is once you have a recruiter, they can get another recruiter, right? Of course. So, 
you know, but how so. do you get the first one is the question. I know, I know that's our secret sauce. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I don't think people are going to go around you. There's a lot of work. They're rather just pay you two or three K a well, month to it, do it. It is, but there's another thing. So a lot of people, so all VCs I've talked to, even some customers that have asked us, well, you know, like circumvention is your biggest problem, right? Well, we haven't had that happen yet. And at some point it might happen, but they always think about that from the American tech leadership perspective, which is, well, if I want that person directly, I can just go get them. Right. And, you know, if I circumvent, you know, distro somehow, but, yeah. but it, you're not thinking also about the perspective of the software developer who needs stability, who has a very expensive lifestyle. Cause these people are making a lot of money for their countries. Right. And yeah. so they, they need to be able to trust that they're working with a company who's not just going to disappear one night and not pay them. Yeah. And so, so we provide like a lot of comfort and stability to, to them. So anyway, they don't want to circumvent. It would be very, yeah, yeah. very infrequent. Yeah. No, that makes sense to me. It makes a lot of sense. Hey, look, we're out of time. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, last book that you read. Ooh, the last book that I read. Actually, it's right here. Seth Godin. Ah, good one. Classic. Okay. Good one. Yeah. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, you know. This is going to sound so cliche, but I love Elon Musk. Yeah, I, not cliche. I, that's cool. Super, super cliche, but yeah. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building distro besides your besides distro? Um, right now, I would probably say SEMrush. We're yep. using that, you know, as we're starting to get into digital marketing. Yeah. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? <laughs> Five usually. Five. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Married with children. How many kiddos? I've got two kids, a three-year-old boy and a two-year-old girl. Oh man, you're a busy guy. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 34. 34. Our last question. <clears throat> Excuse me. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. People's opinions don't matter. <laughs> Guys, there you have it. Distro launched just in the fall last year, specifically to help you find great engineers all around the world, hire them in their country, pay them, manage them all through Distro. He's got 12 companies using him right now who are who are actively employing 26 developers he has found for them through the platform. He, you know, the average salary there is $11,000 per developer. So the GMB going through Chad's marketplace is effectively over a $2 million run rate. His take rate is about, they try to get to 25%. So their take rate is about to cross about a million dollar run rate. He's hearing their evaluation of the marketplace, thinking about raising 3 million on a 15 pre. We'll see if he gets it done, but profitable today. Taking 20 grand to the bottom line every month. He's been there. He's done this before. Invested 250K of his own money in the business to get it going. We'll see where it goes next. Chad, thanks for taking us to the top. Awesome. Thanks, Nathan.